Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of the Connected Adventist Podcast. My hope and my desire is that you are inspired as we look at how we are connected with the Holy Spirit, how we are connected within Adventism, but most importantly, how we are connected with the world. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to another episode. Thanks for joining us and yeah, today we're going to get right into the episode because yeah, it may be a little power packed. Uh, There's definitely a lot that I want to share with regards to the topic for today and it has definitely been something that I have thought about for quite a long time. I just, yeah, didn't really feel like I was ready to talk about it just because for no other reason apart from I just had other things that I wanted to talk about. Um, But I definitely decided that for this week I wanted to to touch on this topic. Uh, So the title for those that follow us on Facebook, I encourage you to get on there and to like our Facebook page. It is the Connected Adventist um, podcast. So get on there and have a look and you will be up to date with uh, what episode we're going to be doing the week before so I give a little preview of what's to come and also on Instagram feel free to find us on Instagram as well so my Instagram account is the uh, connected Adventist podcast so find us on Instagram and on there I do a little bit more than what I do on Facebook so it's definitely targeted at more of our younger listeners and I do some memes I also do some uh, other posts that speak about I specifically wanted to Um, Just put some posts up there that talk about how to um, cultivate loving relationships within our church. So I post that usually on a Sunday. Sometimes I I get a little busy and I I post maybe the next day or I sometimes even forget for the whole week. And then on Fridays I do things we wish our church members would say. And that's just a funny little um, post that I make with it that's just about things we wish our church members would say with regards to serving the church or in ministry. Um, So that's just a little uh, fun post that I do as well. So yeah, either account, keep keep up to date with it. And yeah, follow, like, do whatever it is that you have to do on whichever one of those um, social media platforms. All right, so let's get into the topic. Um, As for those who do know off the Facebook page and off Instagram, the topic for this week is called Cruising with the Independence. And that is going to go into a little bit of obviously my personal experience, which is most of you will know, that's usually what this podcast is all about. It's my personal experience and just the journey that I've had with God. And I was really encouraged because as I was sharing a little bit of my testimony with uh, Pastor Jose uh, Cortez and Joanna, I shared with them about, you know, just how much God has has changed in the perspective that I had as a Seventh-day Adventist. I would definitely identify as a very conservative, borderline extreme conservative Adventist. And probably in the last five years, yeah, four or five years, God has definitely brought about a balance in my spiritual walk. So within that, obviously, in my extreme conservative, and I'm... If you haven't heard before, I don't like the words, I actually hate the word conservatives and liberals. So I will start off referring to us as extremely conservative, but um, yeah, I will then transition into just saying we were extremely committed because I believe that is the strength, but also the weakness of extreme conservative Adventist. We're very committed. We're very dedicated, but sometimes that can actually um, work against us in our own spiritual walk 
one day I'll do an episode on that. But at this stage, yes, I'll refer to us as extremely conservative and then I will just transition into extremely committed and I probably will, yeah, alternate between the two as I go about um, the rest of this interview episode. Not interview. Um, but yes, okay, so when I when I had my conversion experience, uh, and for those who have heard in other episodes, it, it came about uh, during a period in our marriage where we went through just a rough patch and I decided, you know what, I my spirituality was so low at that point with the, the issues that we were having that I was ready just to give up on my faith. I was ready to walk away and I decided, you know what, I'll just walk away from my marriage and walk away from my faith and my conscience will be totally clean. I, I will have no issues uh, with doing that. And because of that, I realized, you know, that's that sounds really good um, in theory. Just walk away from God and walk away from my marriage and that'll fix everything. But there was a moment where I just realized, you know what, I know enough about God that if I walk away from him, it's not going to make things better. I know enough of my Christian walk that he provides a sense of security, a sense of comfort. He provides a sense of peace that I will not find in anything else that I do. Uh, whether I left my marriage and then, you know, did my thing, uh, go sleep around, go and party and, and do all those other things, I knew that that was not going to bring about any kind of peace. So at that point, I decided, you know what, let me take the spirituality thing for myself. And I did. And um, I started making some really big decisions just to try. And I think I think different people take different paths when they have their conversion. Um, some people will take a more really soft, subtle approach to their walk and, and their commitments and um, allowing God to transform the different areas of their life, I sort of went a little bit more full on and a little bit more intense than that. And I just, I'd been Adventist for, at that stage would have been seven years, eight years. So I decided, no, you know what? I, I know a lot. I know the things that I definitely can make decisions for and commit to that will help my walk. So I started, you know, cutting out a lot of things that weren't of a spiritual um, focus or that, you know, they didn't encourage or uh, promote uh, spiritual growth in my life. So as I did that, you know, there, there was a gradual shift in this conversion experience where I cut out a lot of things and then I could definitely say we were balanced. We're in the, the middle of the line kind of Adventist. There wasn't anything that was overly controversial about our walk. But at some point there was a big shift. There was... And, and it came very gradual, but the shift just seemed to definitely push us further and further to the extremely conservative end of the SDA spectrum. Now, with that, at the time, as anything, you know, there's, there's a, a book or um, an audio uh, CD series as well on the book, which is called um, Creeping Compromise by Joe Cruz. And Creeping Compromise is definitely focused more at, you know, trying not to, to allow worldly things into our life. But I believe that creeping compromise is also applicable when we are becoming extremely committed Seventh-day Adventists, when we're just pushing a little bit too far to the extreme end of our commitment and, and the way that we, we represent our spiritual walk. 
So I believe that creeping compromise is as as much as it is uh, focused for those to not become worldly, there's a creeping compromise that is applicable as well when we become extremely conservative. And that's what happened with us. It just happened to be that who we were associating with, who we were hanging out with, they were definitely more of that conservative, um, extreme conservative uh, yeah, end of, of our belief system. And before you know it, we were talking like them, we were dressing like them, we were eating like them, we were watching like them. Everything that they did and everything that they sort of preached, you could say, we started slowly accepting it. And I believe our eyes were opened to seeing things the way that they see it. And the important thing about this is that it can happen the other way uh, with whatever it is that um, you want to put out there as worldly. I'm not going to be specific because, you know, there's obviously different ideas of, of what is worldly. But um, the more that we associate with people that embrace that kind of mentality as well, then we have the error of going too far into the extreme liberal end of, of the Adventist belief system as well. So we have to just be very mindful, be very aware of who we are associating with and what they are promoting. And even though we might not think that we're going to be like that or that we're going to think like that, or maybe at the time we don't even think like that, just be aware that by beholding we become changed. And it has been proven, you know, research has been done that we are a reflection of the five closest people that we associate with. So whatever value systems, whatever beliefs or opinions they have or behaviors that they have, we will actually reflect that. So we can't say, no, that's not going to happen. So the more that we hang around um, the conservative end of the Adventist, we started doing that. And I realized, and this can happen at both ends, both ends, be it, oh, and for liberals, I call them other-centered Christians. So I call Adventists, they're committed Christians, and then liberals are other-centered. And that as well is their strength, and it can also become their weakness. And when I do the episode on that, then you guys will get a better idea of it. But at this stage, so when we are on either end, whether we're the, the other-centered Christians or whether we're the more committed, uh, either way, we have a danger of, um, how can I say it? We have a danger of falling into an extremely critical and fault-finding mindset. And I have seen it at both ends. So I'm, I'm speaking definitely from what I have seen at both ends during my, my personal walk. I have seen the other-centered Christians be very critical and be very negative and be constantly finding faults in the middle line Christianity and also in the extreme conservative end of, of the Adventist message. So I've seen it at both ends. We can be very critical of each other. We love pointing out each other's faults and realizing that that is what is letting each other down at either end of that, of that spectrum. And once we start embracing, cultivating or nurturing that kind of spirit, I have realized that um, the sky's the limit. 
we may begin with criticism for things that might be really big issues, even things that maybe we can really justify. Maybe it is justifiable for us to be critical and fault-finding with regards to these big issues. But as we continue in that kind of spirit, we will pick at every little thing. Like, And this is coming, obviously, from my end of the perspective, you know, with, with the extreme committed Adventists. There's a lot of stuff um, that we get into, even with, like, conspiracy theories and uh, you'll get... <laughs> This is this is how we got into. You'll get into, you know. Oh, did you see their um, advertisement for a particular event? Did you see the signage? Did you see the symbols? It was, you know, that's straight from, you know, the Masons and it's straight from the Illuminati. And you can get very like that, and you'll start picking at every little thing. Like, did you see the color that they picked? And and yeah, we we can get to a point where. I say it really lightly, but at the time, you know, it was very serious for us and, and we became very aware of these things. And my husband and I would constantly be looking at things and we would say, did you see that? And did you see, you know, <laughs> okay, I say that, I really should, shouldn't laugh, but, you know, did you see the hand symbols that they, that how they use their hands? And you just get to a point where it's like, you become almost paranoid and, and I, I really want to say this, like I might laugh it off now, but I say this with, uh, I think it's just more, I say it with the fact that we fall for this trap and have no idea that we've fallen for it. When I look back now on the things that we thought, the things that we said, the things that we were just like so worried about and made so, made it so controversial, when I look at, back on it now, I'm like, you know what? Was that really the most important thing that Christ wanted me to focus at in that time of my life? And the same happens when we're at the other end, when we're other-centered. When we're other-centered, we can be so focused on what everyone else thinks and how everyone feels and what everyone else um, is feeling that we actually forget that there is a definite direction that God wants us to take. Sometimes it's not so much the fact that, hey, these people feel a certain kind of way if we do this, and these people feel a certain kind of way if we do that, so let's just not do anything. Uh, then, you know, we also fall into the trap at that other end where we just don't know what to say as, as you know, this is where God wants us to go, and this is where God's ideal is. And, and obviously, you know, we have um, a very, a term that is used quite often, which is, you know, there's gray areas. And I believe that there's definitely gray areas, but there's definitely black and white. And we don't want to fall into the into the mistake of not even being able to determine and distinguish between what is black and what is white. So yeah, so that's that's another thing. But within that fault finding, I believe that it creates more division. And as as I, you know, as I hung out with a lot of these independent groups. And these more extreme committed Adventists, it always seemed to fall back onto the mainstream church, the big church or the the main Adventist church. It, it always, everything was centered around how they're doing things wrong, how they need to fix it, how, you know, they're just not, they think they're in the right, but they're in the wrong. And if they only understood that, you know, what they should be doing and obviously coming back to, um, the writings of Ellen White and it just 
there was such a focus on the wrong of the mainstream Adventist church that it continued to create a division and with that division create a lot of, um, it just created a lot of negative tension and a lot of negative feelings within the mainstream and the independence because all we did was just let me tell you how wrong you are and as much as when you try to integrate with mainstream Adventists and I always was mainstream so just for people's reference I never actually left mainstream Adventist um, but I was definitely at a point where I'm like okay like how far can mainstream church go that is not in accordance with what our extremely committed Adventist friends were showing us like it just felt you know and 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 let me throw it out there you know I just felt hey how much closer to Babylon are we going to get before before we actually turn and and I'm just saying that because that's obviously the the conversation that we have and obviously you know we know with spirit of prophecy when to never call the Adventist church Babylon but within that circle you can be so critical that you're like how little is left before we become Babylon and that's where we need to know. That's where we need to understand that once we, once we dip our toes into that kind of water, before you know it, we'll be under and drowning. And and that is my my caution to those. And it can happen on both ends. So I I really I have seen this happen on both ends. So once we dip our toes into the idea of maybe a more liberal, other centered type mentality. Once we dip our toes in that, it's very easy to just, yeah, be totally engulfed in that kind of mindset. So we have to be all be very diligent to not fall onto either end of that spectrum because we know that either end is doing harm to the work of God and is doing harm to the church and is doing harm to our own personal walk. So we have to be very, very cautious um, and just be constantly asking for God to guide us and for God to help us and for God to uh, allow us to to be focused on where he wants us to be, not where we're getting pulled uh, to whichever end that that is. And, yeah, so as we're constantly focusing on the critical and we're focusing and, yeah, I suppose when we're experimenting with a critical spirit for whichever reason, for the other-centered reasons or for the more committed reasons we just have to see that now I have found within those groups our mission seems to revolve around criticism the focus of why we wake up in the morning seems to be to just pull down the church pull down Adventism and pull down anything that is falling short of of maybe what we believe um, is to be the bar of where the church should be. I have found that within that circle, my mom my mom is currently in Chilean and she's having issues with with living in in Chile and it's it's obviously a third world country. There's just a different way of living, and she has a saying, and it's it's a common saying within. Uh, people in Chile so sorry if I offend any of my Chilean listeners which are like none not even my mom is listening right now so mama I know how many downloads we've had in Chilean and you're still down to eight um, but 
for anyone who who is listening and who who is Chilean, I don't mean any offense by this, but uh, there is a saying in Chile that says the Chilean wakes up to stuff up someone's day. Their sole purpose is let me let me wreck someone's day today. And I have found within the extreme ends of this this yeah this journey of being Adventist, when we fall on either extreme, the way that people have expressed themselves, it makes me resonate with that statement. It feels like some Adventists just wake up with a desire to wreck the Adventist church, to pull it down, to criticize it. And if, if, that's, if that's the sole purpose of why we get up for life, why God has opened up our eyes, I think we have to be very careful uh, because there is a greater work that God desires to do through us, through the Adventist church and through the journey that we're walking on. I must say I never got to that point where I was like, all right, let me convert as many people to my conservative idea. Um, I, I would like to hope from the perception and from the things that family members have expressed as they have seen us go to a more balanced perspective they never have said to us, and maybe they don't want to tell us, so that could be another aspect, but um, but we've never got that that sense of, hey, you know, you guys were so full on, you always told us we should have done this and we shouldn't have done that. I believe, and I might be distorted, but I pray and hope that um, in God's mercy, we never made that mistake. Yes, if anyone asked us, why are you doing that? We will definitely share with people. But I would never be one of those people where I would sit down and I'd be like, you know that that's not good for you. You know that you shouldn't eat that. You know what Ellen White says about that. Or um, you should stop watching this. You should stop watching that. If the conversation came up and the discussion was around that topic about, oh, you know, why don't you watch this? And why don't you go here? And what? Then, yeah, I would definitely share my perspective. But um, I hope, I hope, that I was never one of those pushy Adventists who just was always trying to point out to people, hey, you need to you need to strive higher, you need to be more more committed. But we have we have that yeah, there's a danger of us falling into that. And I don't think we go into it thinking we're gonna be like that. It just happens because that is the world that we're around. And I think the danger too, when we are focused on how we should fix the church and how we should fix the membership and how we should fix the leadership, when our mindset falls into that, and, and this is another thing, like I don't, I'm not even interested in the politics of our church. I don't really care what Ted Wilson has said, what he has done. I don't really, I'm not up to date with what has happened in the GC. Because I don't want to get so involved into that because I have seen that once I start messing with that kind of stuff and, and focusing on that and, and I have seen it and I'll tell you because, you know, I got into this whole new world order and um, conspiracy theories, you start with a little bit, you start looking into, oh, is that really true? Did, you know, back in the day it was like, did the Obama really say that? Did the Pope really say that? Once you start getting into that kind of mindset, I feel it's very hard to get yourself back out of that. This is this will be my example. So with YouTube, you know, you're like, oh, let me just go watch one video. 
and then you click on one and you watch another one and then like and then you know where it gives you the recommendations on the side of the screen oh look at that boom you click on that oh there's another before you know it 45 minutes later <laughs> you're like okay I think I'd better stop binging right now because all I came on here was to watch one three minute video on how to I don't know how to record a podcast so I have seen the weakness of myself and I have seen the weakness of any other people that have expressed the same thoughts. Once we start delving into that kind of thing, especially when it is not of Christ, when it is not something that Christ sincerely wants us to delve into, we run a really big risk of throwing ourselves into something that we may struggle to get back out of. I spent hours, hours with conspiracy theories and um, with, you know, fake news and all that sort of stuff. And there was a period in my life where I think, you know, it must have been a solid four weeks of just constantly researching all this conspiracy theory stuff and and even within the church, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would I would give you that, that warning, I suppose, and, and give you that caution that, yeah, I, I, I know myself and I never wanted to get into the politics of what is going on within the church. As much as I know it's faults are there, as much as I know that things are not happening in the way that they should be, I know that there is issues within the leadership, I know that there is issues within my local church, I know there is issues within the world, which I know that. I know that. I don't need to research it. It's like um, I don't need to watch the news every day to know that the world is messed up. And you know what? Along the grapevine, I will find out a lot of things that is happening within the world. Um, and yeah, I, I don't need to be engulfed in all of that. So once we, yeah, I believe that once we get into the spirit of criticism, and as I said, on either end, whether you're the committed Adventist, the extremely committed Adventist, or whether you're the other-centered Christian, once all that we focus on is criticizing the church and criticizing leadership and, and the brethren and all that sort of stuff, we lose focus of our mission, which is to make believers. Our mission is to make disciples. Our mission is to spread the gospel, not to spread the heresy, not to spread the apostasy. God has called us to give the good news. And within the independent circles that I was in, their focus was not to bring people to Christ. Their focus was to bring people to their pure truth, to their pure message. All they did, and I'll be totally honest, this is from what I experienced, all they did was try and steal Adventists. Adventists who already had the gospel, they didn't try and make new converts. They didn't share their faith in the light of redemption. They shared their light. They shared their message in the light of, let me tell you how wrong these people are. And that is never uplifting Christ. And I think that is something that I, I really came to realize that the more that I associated with those circles, the more that I just felt that all my focus was, I looked at every Adventist in a very critical way. I'm like, you're wearing that, you shouldn't be wearing that. You're eating that, you shouldn't be eating that. You're watching that, you shouldn't be watching that. Oh, you're not reading Spirit of Prophecy? Well, let me tell you, that is 
and that is the danger and and I suppose that's the biggest thing I'm trying to make you aware of is that there is a danger that when we start yeah and we start playing with those kind of ideas on both ends there comes a point where our walk just seems to be all about that and we lose the purpose of why Christ has given us another breath of life and yeah that 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 was something that I was very aware of and as I as I hung out with those circles all I saw was that they they would be they would be so excited because another Adventist has has come out of you know come out of this terrible Adventist mainstream church that listens to a certain type of music and that watches certain things and they have certain types of socials their joy and their success and their accomplishment didn't come from bringing people to Christ and that's a dangerous place to be uh, that that's a place where we have really lost the love for salvation and the love for redemption and the love for sanctification and the love for the transforming power of God so yeah once we've gotten into that critical spirit it, it it's about converting the converted uh, let's convert SDAs to the independent group. Let's convert SDAs to a higher level of extreme committedness or to another level of other-centeredness. It's not about remaking believers uh, and, and bringing people to, to meet Christ. And through our walk, let me show you the beauty of Christ in you. So our mission field, yeah, can become correcting people, uh, pointing out their wrongs, emphasizing their weakness through theology or through their spiritual walk instead of making our mission field uh, to show the Savior to those that don't know him. And yeah, once we've lost that focus, our spiritual walk will take a very different turn. And it definitely isn't for the most uplifting or for the most glorifying. And in my personal walk, I have found it is not a journey in which People want to be a Christian uh, within my extreme committed views and uh, my way of living. I believe I did more damage in turning people away from the Adventist message and away from the gospel than I did from bringing them to the light and bringing them to the truth. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. So, yeah, we, we seem to find that conversion will come by magnifying human weaknesses instead of beholding the Lamb of God. And if our journey has, has become a bit like that, I encourage you to just be aware of that, be mindful of that, and ask God to help you. Ask God to, to, to help you to see what he has called you for and how you can actively portray that, express that, and live that. Because once our focus of our spiritual walk is just to criticize the pastor, criticize the elders the leaders um the the members um yeah it, it's it's a, it's a really painful journey and I feel that you don't you don't actually grow in knowing Christ's character and understanding that he's so merciful and he's gracious and he's forgiving he's long-suffering towards everyone that is that is having weak journeys or that is having a moment in which you know maybe we were classified as backsliding the more that we focus on people's faults the more that we actually are losing focus of 
what the spirit of Christ is like. Now, in saying that, just to balance that all out, I do believe that we have to be aware of where the church is. I do believe that there is no problem in um, loving accountability and being aware that there are things that the church needs to change. And sometimes by expressing that and sharing that is the only way that that can come about, that change can come about, or even for people to understand that this is an area that our church needs to grow. But I know deep down inside, and I think we all know, the Holy Spirit will definitely convict us of that. He will convict us when we are doing it in the wrong spirit. Uh, We will be very aware that this is not to uplift the church. This is not to help the church. And I'm not doing this because I want to be part of empowering my church to be able to make this change. We know very well when we're like, look at what they're doing. What is that? We We know very well when it is a critical spirit and when it is a mentoring, encouraging, inspiring spirit. So yeah, let God help us to filter that through and to really search our hearts to see why it is that I am going to share with my friend about how, you know, this pastor has done this and this pastor preached that and this, this um, you know, this elder in the church did this and the head deaconess did that and, and the lady that sits at church every week, let me tell you what she does during the week. We know very well why we're doing that and we know very well why we want to share certain messages or certain truths or expose certain things we know exactly why we're doing it and and I don't think I need to to explain to you why and how you can distinguish that I know that the Holy Spirit will will tell you that and if you're sincerely feeling convicted that maybe you have fallen for either end of this spectrum in trying to point out people's faults and mistakes and whether you have made your ministry about fault finding and criticism then I know and trust that God will will help you uh, to make the next decision in in how you yeah take this next journey um, and this next step and and the direction how how your spirit will be changed um, yeah so super encouraged um, yeah um, it, it's it's a, it's a good journey when you're coming back to balance it has been really encouraging for me and I'm very thankful because I have seen not only that demonstrated within my own personal walk, I believe that I am less critical of myself, but it has also encouraged me to be less critical of other people. And we don't need criticism. Um, we definitely need encouragement. We need to be empowered. And yeah, there's definitely accountability to desire Christ more. But as we live that out, we will understand it in a different way than if we just point out everyone else's um, sins and their errors and their weak theology and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think you guys you guys get the idea of my message. So, yeah, let us find the middle. It's the best place to be because Christ is in the middle. All right, until next episode, my hope, my prayer, my desire is that you stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and that you stay on fire with the Holy Spirit and that he can bring you closer and closer to the middle because that's where Jesus is. All right, see you till next time.